Some people have been asking where we're going on vacation. We're going back to Colorado Springs to visit our furniture, get our mountain fix, and I think our daughter is going to feed us every night we're there. I read from Ephesians 4, verses 25 through chapter 5, verse 2. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do let, not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing, rather than let them labor and work honestly with their own hands, so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander together with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. An employee of a textbook company said, I first met Lorem Ipsum when I went to work for a publishing company. In fact, I saw him almost every day. But despite spending so much time together, I never got to know Lorem well enough because he never had anything to say. Hearing that, some of you may be picturing our acquaintance working beside a tight-lipped colleague. And you might be wondering how someone could go to work day after day without saying anything and still retain a job. But in fact, it was Ipsum's very absence of speech that made Ibsen so useful in that publishing company, especially in the page design department. Okay, maybe you're beginning to figure out that Lorem Ibsen is not a person at all. It's the name for dummy text used in the printing and publishing industry. This dummy copy is used as a placeholder for a page where it is later replaced 
with actual written content. Lorem Ipsen is called that because those are the two words of a filler text used by an unknown printer who took a galley of type to make a type specimen for a book in the 1500s. The practice has survived not only five centuries, but also has made the leap to electronic typesetting. Lorem Ipsum is used by page designers when creating a proposed layout for a page to show to whomever commissioned it. At that point, the artist wants the viewer to focus on the visual mock-up and not the words. There needs to be text to show where the actual te text will be, but a viewer will be distracted by readable content. So the designer inserts dummy text instead. Now I went online and found a sample of lorem ipsum. It looked like normal content, except the first two words, lorem ipsum, were the only words that were recognizable. So, words that communicate nothing have a place. They are meaningless, but they give us something to look at. Perhaps lorem ipsum best illustrates the old saying that our mothers taught us. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Consider the Ephesians passage. Paul states some principles for how Christ Christians should talk. Verse 29 could be referring to lorem ipsum approach. Let no evil talk come from your mouths. But it doesn't stop there. Paul adds that we should speak whatever is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. Paul made that statement directly about speech, but he wrote it in the context of one's attitude and spirit. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice, and be kind to one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. We have to remember that Ephesians is addressed primarily to Gentiles. These are people who have left behind their worship of pagan gods and the ways of life associated with a worship to follow Jesus. At this point in history, Christianity was not a separate religion. It was a movement within Judaism among some Jews who accepted Jesus as the Messiah and promised by the Hebrew scripture. This means that the Jews who followed Jesus came with all the instruction of holy living that Judaism provided. For example, 
When it came to the matter of avoiding unhelpful talk, including wrangling and slander, Jews were familiar with the rabbi's condemnation of what they called the tongue of evil. The Gentile converts to Christ did not have that background. So Paul speaks to them in terms of specific actions. And he used imperative verbs. Put away falsehood. Speak the truth. Let no evil talk come from your mouths. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander. Be kind to one another. Forgive one another. These Gentile converts may have been like a man I read about recently. <coughs> Here is his story. He was converted at a Salvation Army mission. He had been living on the street. He said that he was drunk when he came to the mission for a free dinner. He stayed for the service afterward and ended up going forward to accept Christ. He described what happened that night as the big turnaround. And though it doesn't often happen this way, he didn't drink again after his trip to the altar. But he also said that in many ways his conversion was just the starting point. While he accepted his sins had been forgiven, he was the same self-centered, profane, bigoted, uncaring person he'd been, except that now he was attending worship services regularly where he prayed and started listening to God. He said that he gradually realized there were things he needed to rethink, do differently, or take on if he was to continue following Jesus. There were also things that he needed to give up or to use the vocabulary from Ephesians to put away. And so little by little, he began to make some changes in how he lived and related to others. He began a productive, became a productive member of society and a solid Christian, but he never said he had arrived. Rather, he said he had a sense of where and toward whom he had, was headed. This text gives a spiritual growth goal. Few of us have such a dramatic conversion story to tell. But being followers of Jesus doesn't mean we have automatically shed all unchrist-like ways. So reading Ephesians about watching how to speak and communicate gives us spiritual growth goals. Paul's words apply whether we need to put away hurtful gossip careless put-downs of family members, or nasty flamings of others on social media. Let's not be overly simplistic. The Christian life 
is far more than matters of conduct and speech. It has a lot to do with to whom we give our allegiance, what our intentions are, and where our hurts are. Further, it has to do with the humility with which we come before our Lord and the sorrow we feel for our sins. But it is also true that our words and our conduct are the most audible and visible expressions of the faith we profess. And they are always matters that other people view as evidence that we really do try to follow Christ or that we don't. Put away and put on. In Ephesians, Paul speaks of what Christians should put away. In Colossians, he writes about what Christians should put on. As God's chosen, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Put away and put on makes it seem like exchanging our vices for virtues is as simple as changing our clothes. Not so. These things and these kinds of changes began through prayer. And then it takes more than just asking God. Dorothy and I used to know a lady who said she prayed for patience. And her prayer went something like this. Lord, give me patience and right now. <laughs> these kinds of changes begin with prayer and changes of the heart. I close with a legend about a famous composer, pianist, Paderewski. It probably is just a legend, as there is no proof that it ever happened, but it's a good illustration, and so I'm going to use it. It refers to one of Paderewski's concert tours in America. Those were those high-dress occasions, tuxedos, long evening dresses, high-society extravaganzas, Present in the audience was one evening was a mother and her nine-year-old son. The mother hoped that seeing and hearing Paderewski at the keyboard would encourage her son to practice the piano himself. So against the boy's wishes, he came. But growing weary of waiting for the performance to begin, he squirmed in his seat. As the mother turned to talk to friends, her son slipped away from her side. He was drawn by the big ebony concert grand Steinway piano and its leather tufted stool on the stage. Without much notice from the audience, the boy sat down at the stool placed his fingers on the keys and began to play chopsticks. The crowd suddenly went silent as hundreds of frowning faces turned in his direction. 
someone yelled, get that boy away from there. And others shouted their disapproval. Backstage, Paderewski overheard the sounds and quickly moved out on the stage. Saying nothing, he stooped over behind the boy, reached around both sides, and began to improvise a counter melody to harmonize with chopsticks. As the two of them played together before the now fascinated crown, Paderewski wished, whispered in the boy's ear, keep going, don't quit son, keep playing. And so it is with us. We hammer away on our project to speak virtuously and live a holy life. And sometimes it seems we do no better than the nine-year-old pounding away at chopsticks. And along comes the master Jesus who leans over and whispers, keep going, don't quit, keep on going. And his touch added to our effort turns the whole performance into something that can bless those around us. Amen.